Welcome to the Leadership Lab. The Leadership Lab is a place where Pastor Kofi sits with guests and gives us tips, tricks, and insight on how to be a better leader. In this episode, he sits with Pastor Joshua Heward Mills from First Love Center in Ghana. So if you're ready, sit back and let's get inside. Hey CR fam, it's your host Teresa back with another episode of Inside CR. You've caught us on a Thursday, you've seen us at YOF, and now it's time to see things from the inside. So kick back, relax, and get ready for Inside CR. Hey. Oh, there he is. There he is. Good to see you again, bro. You You left me on fire, bro. Oh, no, 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 no. I couldn't. I was trying to contain myself. The word that was coming out was so powerful. I was trying to contain myself. But, hey, guys, if you haven't watched it, go on Pastor Josh's um, his Instagram page and watch. He's been doing this thing called Think About It. And he's had so many people on uh, from Pastor Benny to, um, to you name it, uh, Robert Slyden, to so many great men and women of God who've come on. Including Pastor Kofi Darty. Oh, stop, see. See, but it was it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing to get on. But uh, we're pumped to have you. Uh, for those who don't know, Pastor Josh, um, uh, his he is he belongs to um, the Lighthouse uh, uh, Assembly. Uh, it's a, it's a denomination, or rather, a gathering of denominations, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, and uh, he leads the First Love Church. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing group of young people um, that he leads there, and uh, they have so many branches. So we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, but welcome, welcome to the Leadership Lab today, Pastor. Let's go. And listen, we went we we went deep on your on your live just literally four Ooh. hours ago, and uh, I Ooh. was just taking in everything uh, that we spoke about, talking about the anointing of God, uh, talking about Ooh. how the anointing changes us, how the anointing makes us new, and uh, we Ooh. could barely get off the live. I mean, we didn't even want to get off. Yeah. We were just talking about. Yeah, it. it's crazy. I want you um, to firstly start. Let's start this conversation today talking about. Um, that process for you. Let's talk about that process to the point of encounter, and then I wanna I wanna take it from there, uh, and then begin to talk about the pressures of pastors' children. I think I wanna get there today. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. Um, wow. Literally, I could just pick your story and go with it. Um, <laughs> Let's go. So um, yeah, I mean exactly like you said. For me, uh, I, I I I grew up in church. You know, and for me, I, I kind of wanted to get away from it. It was a bit more intentional okay. for me. Okay. And so I went, I, I wouldn't even say I really backslid. I just went the other way um, because I had experiences. Um, I had experiences in church, as you know. Um, I had experiences in church, experiences my parents went through. Um, and then kind of the sacrifices, which I'm sure will come to, which... Pastor children have to make, which they haven't chosen to make. Yeah. And wow. so I was kind of determined to not, um, to not be, um, to not be in the ministry around the ministry. And, and I didn't want my, my children to yeah. experience what I, I felt I experienced or what yeah. I thought, you know. Um, so for me, you know, and I, I get to university and I went to university in the UK in Nottingham. Yeah. And okay. I'm studying for a law degree. And I'm praying because I just showed up and uh, my dad's church has um, branches in the area. So I'm in one of the branches in, in Nottingham and there's a prayer meeting. And I just showed up. So I'm kind of like, I have to be there because like he, he came and he doesn't come to church. Like it's going to, people are going to talk. So I have to show up. But at this time, you know, I'm coming off of the back of, you know, all sorts of things. When I was in secondary school, I used to throw parties. I used to, oh. all the things. You know, I used to live, I, I had a reputation there. Like I was- Yeah, we're twins. No, yeah, exactly. So, and, and I'm praying at, at an all night, which I don't want to be at. In fact, I remember thinking to myself, I haven't been at an all night for years. I, mean, I remember mm. thinking to myself like, wow, this, I, I remember when I was a kid standing at the back of the room, just waiting for 4 a.m. so we can all go home. Yeah, and it's never really 4 a.m. It's more like 5:30, you know. So, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm just irritated, and I want to go home, and I'm praying, and then I start falling asleep, and everyone can see that I'm falling asleep. So, there's this girl in the church who comes to me and says, 
Um, I tell you, I'm going to help you to stay up. I'm going I'm to put a, a message on your phone. You press play. It'll kind of get your mind off sleep and help you to stay awake. So she connects the phone, bless her heart, and, you know, she, she plays. Um, she play, Her name is Natasha, and she, she plays um, Missionary Call. Okay. So which is a message my dad preached. I'm listening to that, and my dad is talking about the call to give your life to the gospel. Now, understand this. I'm not praying. I'm not a preaching person. I'm not, like, I'm so far away from that. I'm not, I have no spiritual identity. I'm barely saved. I'm like, yeah. So, and then as I, as I pray, I feel something like a washing machine turning around in my chest, and I feel like I can't even wow. breathe. Wow. So I run outside. You know, and I'm on the road, um, literally Forest Road West Nottingham. Oh. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm suffocating. I feel like I can't breathe. Jeez. And I just felt the Holy Spirit literally emptying out my inside. Like it was like such it. a physical, or such a manifestation. Yeah. And the yeah. spirit realm, I could feel it inside me, like things turning around and moving. And, you know, suddenly it lifted and i could breathe and when i was breathing i just found myself saying lord i'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll work for you i'll serve you I'll, I'll do your will and from then on started a journey for me which led to it was so natural for me i, I didn't even think of it as i'm going to be a pastor i'm gonna it was more i want to spend my life serving god mm. and you know i started going in that direction i and then all of a sudden i wanted to i started listening to messages more one of the things I struggled with was praying. Okay. Even though I had had this encounter, I, I wasn't praying for like long. I, I wasn't really praying. I was more listening to, I was so amazed at the effect that the message could have on me that I was mm. more listening to, to messages. Mm. Um, and then I had an encounter. Uh, Pastor Benny came and preached in our church. Okay. Uh, that's Pastor Benny Hain. And when he was done, he took me to the back and, and laid hands on me a couple of times and said, said some words to me, which I'll tell you in private. I, I, mm. I don't want to let that out there. But he said some words to me, um, and then I, I I went back to school the next week, and I I would just I couldn't sleep. I would just wake up and I wanted to pray. And from day one, I started to pray five to seven hours a day, and that went on for at least three years of my life. Three um, years, five to seven. Yeah, but I just every single I didn't have anyone to preach to really. I just used to pray all the time. I used to pray, study the word, pray, study, and. Today, a lot of the things I, I know from Scripture are from those those times with the Lord. Mm. And then uh, I found the Holy Spirit telling me to move to London. I had a dream, and I thought there was time for me to move to London. So I moved to London, and uh, of course, we had a we uh, my pastor who's in London, who's in our church as well, um, was starting a church in London. So I got involved in that, mm. and you know, on and on, and and I just and I just ended up becoming a pastor, and I ended up preaching, and I ended up. You know, and then my pastor sent me to Belgium. Um, so I used to travel every weekend, go past the church in Belgium, come back to London. So that grew. Um, those churches, um, those started as well. And then one day I was praying on the street and I felt the Lord telling me um, to work for my dad. Um, I had an inner vision praying on the road in London and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that I was supposed to work for my dad's ministry. And, and before that, I wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to go out, start another church and, you know, mm. And so I moved back home. I told my dad, he was quite skeptical. It took my dad a long time to believe wow. I was serious. Um, but I think over time he did. And, you know, I came and then he sent me to start the church. I was surprised because I thought I was going to like do something in the office. So like I wanted to, I thought the Lord telling me to support and work for his ministry directly. Um, but he sent me to start the church. And then he left, you know, the churches. He used to, he used to pastor um, the main church, what used to be the main church. And so the two of us um, pastor now an offshoot. Um, well, he pastors an offshoot, and I am around for the show, I like to say. And um, yeah, it exploded. When I came, um, yeah, we had a couple hundred people. Um, our, now we have about 6,500 to 7,000 people. Jesus. It's my honor to pastor with my dad. Um, the church has grown bigger than the church he left before. Wow. Um, and then this offshoot became a separate denomination. Uh, we've sent our missionaries to different countries, you know, and it, it's just a blessing. But it's been my greatest honor to pastor next to my dad. And wow. know, it's, 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 it's wonderful. I mean, I get to lead. 
and you know do all the stuff i want to do for god and you know as a young person but then i have the blessing of having my father's voice which i'm sure you have as well I mean, yeah yeah and that guidance behind me um and so it helps me to grow for myself because i'm not eating off what has already been built in that sense it's it's, it's always been a cover and a blessing but it helps me yeah. to grow but at the same time it gives me the god rails which I think you need ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my greatest honor, my greatest. I mean, that is a, a beautiful, a beautiful testimony and a beautiful story of the evolution mm-hmm. and the call and the answer to the call. Um, when you were talking, I just kind of want us to dive deep into this whole concept of mantles as well. Of course, we know from Elijah to Elisha, you have this mantle experience where you know, yeah. what do you want? I want a double portion of your anointing. The yes, mantle sir. comes down. You know, all this starts yeah. to happen. You're a word guy. I'm a word guy. We mm. love the word. Mm. And one thing um, that I want us to really get into is, you know, that there is this point whereby you stop just looking at your dad as a, as a natural father and you begin to Let's look at it. him as a spiritual father. Let's I want us to be able to look at that because uh, this section this ah. specifically is, 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 is towards pastor's children. Um, we okay. go through so much pressure. We go through so much. Um, and there is this pressure to lead, even when you feel as though you're not a leader. But because your father's a leader, you have to be a leader. And um, I want to, to talk about that moment whereby it occurred to you that, hey, you know, this is my natural father, but this is also my prophet. Mm. And how did that submission come in? Let's, mm. let's talk about that. Uh, to do that, if you don't mind, let's, let's go Sorry. back a bit. Let's go. Let's Let's pick up from the average pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to give a full disclaimer. I'm very touchy and sensitive when it comes to pastor's children because Mm. a lot of people like to make comments about pastor's children. And I feel it's a a position they don't understand. Many times, many times, including pastors who Mm. haven't been pastor's children. Mm. Oh, okay. And that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something I learned from, from a number of, from, from people like um, Joe Austin, yeah. something I learned from people like Richard Roberts or Robertson. These are things yeah. in private conversations I've had with them. And mm. that's one thing. Now, what is that position? That position is the position I like to call in scripture of Simon of Cyrene. Okay, now, let's go. Simon of Cyrene carried a cross, mm. just like Jesus. Yeah. But he was made to. He didn't have a choice. So he went through everything that everyone carrying a cross would have gone through. He went through the ridicule. He went through the pain. He went through a lot of the difficulty, but he never chose to carry that cross. Mm. And and a Roman soldier made him carry that cross because of Jesus' ministry or because of someone else's ministry. Mm. So many times, pastor's children are, we go through the same ridicule, at least in my my, my dad's ministry was very prominent in Ghana. And every time I went to class, all through my schooling, my dad has been called a thief. My dad has been in newspapers. My dad has been, and, and those are, that's, that's just on the side. Apart from that, no one wants to talk about the absences and the difficulty uh, you have when, when your dad is true, really and truly absent in, 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 in areas where you feel he should have been, you feel. And, and yeah. for a child with a child's mind, that's difficult to handle. Um, then I'm gonna talk about the abuse and the hurt from, from church people. A lot Let's of go. church people are very horrible to pastors' children for two reasons. Either I'm going to treat you so special um, because I want to have a fake relationship with you, or I'm going mm. to be so horrible to, to, to show you um, you're nothing, even though you think you're the pastor's kid. These are oh. two extremes. You know, these, these are things that exist. And, and, and so jealousy. many things which, which I don't want to mention here. There's also, there's also things that happen at home because of the pressures of ministry, which, you know, and that's Simon of Cyrene. So as soon as we get to Calvary, which is the place where I have a choice, where yeah. I can choose whether I want to stay or I want to go, you're not going to hear from me anymore. And that's exactly what happens to most pastors. Children. When we get to usually university or high school, when we actually have a choice over our lives, that's when yeah. we walk away. Yeah. And unless God calls you and you have a personal call from God, you, 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 you will fall away at that junction. And we mm. can play the part, we can do the praise and worship, we can play the instruments, but if we fall away, um, it's because we never actually received our own call from God. So I'm, I'm, uh, gonna come, I'm gonna come from there. Then, number two, there's another, there's another phenomenon with pastor's children. There's pastor's children like the sons of Eli. 
um, yeah. Popni and, and Elias. They, they, those, those are the ones uh, who enter into the ministry when mm. they have no heart for the ministry and they don't have the heart and the spirit that their father had. Um, but they do want to eat the benefits of ministry because they, they want to eat the meat and even go as far as taking what belongs to God. So they are pastor's mm. children who actually don't have the same passion and, and vision and anointing and spirit that their father carried, which birthed the ministry that they're living in. And, mm. and, and that can also be a problem. So they do go into ministry, they are preaching, they are in church, but they don't carry the yeah. same heart. They don't carry yeah. the same spirit. Now, so when all of that happens, that, that takes you away from the anointing because we mm. know that the anointing is not transmittable in the flesh because Jesus said, that which is born of the spirit is spirit and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. flesh. So everything born of the flesh carries with it uh, the fleshly inheritance. For example, I have my father's color. I have my father's uh, beard, the way his beard grows. I have his hair and so many other things. And that's what I got in the flesh. But just being born to him in the flesh doesn't mean doesn't I carry mean you're born. the spiritual DNA that he carries. And that's so great. for me to carry his spiritual DNA, I have to also be born into his spiritual ministry. And I have That's to join. And you know, I love the, the scripture that says, John the Baptist was baptizing at the river. And Jesus also, Jesus joined the line. Jesus didn't yeah. go ahead because he was special. Jesus joined the line of all those getting baptized. And, and, uh, and pastor's children, if we're going to carry the anointing, we have to join the line of many spiritual children, all buying uh, books, all listening to messages, all sowing seeds, and all paying the price to carry the anointing because the anointing yeah. has a price. Uh, now, I, I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of myself. Now, no, go when, ahead. It, when, it, when, it, when it comes to the anointing, the, Paul said something. He said, we, 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 we know no man after the flesh. Mm. Now, you can never know somebody after the flesh. I discovered who my father was much later in my life when I started to go on the journey to discover who he was spiritually. Uh, now, now, what was the point when the anointing was received from Elijah to Elisha? These were the words. If you can see me, this is the promise. Go. If you can see me, and the exact words are, when I am taken. At the moment when me, Elijah, is gone. And, and we mm. know from the story, what was left behind was the mantle. Mm. So That's if it. you can see me, when the person is gone, and the only thing you're relating with is the mantle that he's wearing. If you can uh. see me at that point and relate not with the flesh man, but with the mantle, then you can receive the double portion of the anointing. And so in relating with spiritual people, and it doesn't matter if you're a pastor's kid or it doesn't matter if you're just a normal person, you need to be able to relate with the spiritual person when the he is taken, the accent yeah. is taken. The country mm. is taken. The person's mm. character is taken away. Mm. What the person mm. did to you last week is taken away. What do you mm. think? And, and all the things that belong in the flesh are irrelevant. And the only thing that's happening is the anointing, like John says in 1 John 2, 17, says the same anointing will teach you. The same anointing. Mm. So it's not the person anymore. It's the anointing yeah. teaching you. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is many of us can't see the minister absent of the flesh. Mm. Let's absent talk about of that. the person we know. And, and that's, that's what we call familiarity. And we see the Son of God. Now, I need you to understand Jesus. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. He was born of the Holy Spirit. I mean, mm. Jesus' Y chromosomes <laughs> were Holy Spirit. A person has X and Y chromosomes, and his Y chromosomes come from his dad. Jesus' mm. dad was spirit, so his Y chromosomes were spirit. Jesus was half spirit. But that, that's very important because we see later on that when Jesus starts to minister, this is the son of God. I'm not talking about an anointed pastor. I'm not talking about somebody who received the anointing. I'm talking about the man who is half spirit, the one who is God himself. The Bible says uh, there, he could not. You can check it in the Greek. You can check it in any translation. He could do no miracles. What, what, what could decapacitate the power of, of, of Jesus, the God-man himself? The Bible says, the people said, is that not the carpenter's son? Is that not Mary and Joseph's kid? Is that not the oh. brother of James and John? And they related yeah. with him based on the flesh. And that has the effect of neutralizing the power and neutralizing yeah. the transfer of the anointing. And the Bible says there, he could do no great. The, the God who can do anything, the Bible says he could not. Not that he would not, he could not. But he could neutralize. not. He could not. So, so, so it doesn't matter who you are. If you're not able to make the translation of see, you know, that's why I say see me when I'm taken. Because Elijah was taken, but the mantle was left. And so Elijah uh, was forced to relate with the mantle. 
and, and if you're dealing with an anointed person, you need to move away from everything and relate with the mantle. When I talk to you, when I relate with you, I'm not relating with um, a Ghanaian or a Canadian, or I'm relating with an anointed person. And, and that's okay, why that, you that's find that's the anointing. Right I'm sorry. Yeah. So we're talking yeah. about the man. I just want people to be able to take some notes. This is a leadership mm. class. So let's bring, mm. I want you guys mm. to be able to take notes. So the man Burn. and the mantle. Mm. The, we're talking about now, we're talking about the man and the mantle. Separating mm. between the man and the mantle. The flesh and the anointing. The Jeez. flesh and the anointing. And so Elijah said, if you can see me. And I tell you, many times when my dad climbs on stage, I even, even subconsciously, when I'm speaking to him sometimes, I call him prophet. Because there's a switch. There is a switch in the spirit which you need to yeah. make to be able to yeah. receive the anointing. And, and most people just see the flesh. And most people just see, you know, what he's wearing, where he's from, what he has. Oh, I heard this about him. Oh, I read this about him. Oh, I hear he's this. Oh, he sounds like this. Oh, he likes to eat this. Oh, and all of that is the flesh. And that does not bring the anointing. The person who sees the anointing only sees the presence of the Holy Spirit, only sees the mantle, only sees the power of God. And it's that switch that makes the anointing flow. Mm. Jesus. Jesus. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something about the anointing. The anointing, the anointing is God. Mm. That's what most people don't understand. Because the anointing is personalized, we, we forget that it's also personified. But uh, we say it's the anointing on Pastor Kofi. So we mm. kind of feel it's an abstract thing that Pastor mm. Kofi has. But the Bible tells us that God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. That's right. It's the Holy Spirit that he, he, he anointed him, himself with. And, and, you know, it's God himself. It's personalized because when, if, I, if I lay in bed with you, if I lay in bed with you right now, trust me, we would, we would put pillows between us just so it's really clear what's happening. And you, you would Definitely. be on your side and I'll be on my side. Very good. But <laughs> when I'm in bed with my wife, when I'm in yeah. bed with my wife, it's a whole different story. Because how I am with you is different from how I am with my wife. And so Definitely. when the Lord told Joshua, as I was with Moses, he was saying, in the way that I was with Moses, you know, me and Moses, we opened the seas. Me and Moses, we led God's people. Me and Moses. So he said, in the way I was with him, I'm going to be with you. And so yes, Joshua sir. also parted water. And Joshua also led God's people. And Joshua led God's people into the promised land. Because the way God was with Moses is the way. And if you catch the anointing that's on your, your father's life, the way God is with him is the way he'll be with you. And that's, that's right. what the anointing is. It's personalized. I don't know if you're with me. No, I, I, I hope, I hope I'm, 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 I'm making sense. And so for me, and for me, and I like what you said about leadership. I like what you said about leadership because one of the big things for me when we talk about leadership and um, every time I have a meeting on leadership, this is usually what I lead with. Don't give up your source of power. Mm. You know, Okay. when, when, um, when Hitler invaded um, uh, Russia, yeah, all of his army was in, in, in winter, and he didn't plan for winter to come. He felt they would, they would win the battle before that. They made a mistake, and they got trapped. And he had his best soldiers and his best leaders in there. And, those were the, and he had his best, his best ammunition, his best tanks. All of it, the best part of his army was in there. And it's like, that's where his power was. The power to win the war was all in there. And, 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 and when you give up your source of power, I mean, I remember my dad once um, went, to, went to Nigeria to preach in our church in Nigeria. I think they were dedicating our church building there or something. And so he went with some of his pastors. And there was a guard downstairs who had a gun. And they were attacked right after the service. I think the guys wanted wow. to come and steal the offering with armed, armed um, robbers and stuff. And so wow. they came into the building. And, and this guy had a gun. I think he was asleep or was on his phone or he was reading or something. So that guy got shot. Because when you have a source of power and you put it down, you mess up. And the thing uh, about leaders in our churches, in our church today, and, and I'm sorry if I'm going to bash a few heads here, but the thing about a lot of our pastors is we move over to the world and yeah. the world's power and the way the world leads is with principles and, you know, uh, um, and planning and PowerPoints and, and all of those things are wonderful. And, and I believe we should, all, we should do all of those things. And, and this is the 21st century. Yeah. But a leader in the ministry, a leader in the church, in the house of God, if you're a leader of God's people, don't give up 
the source of your power and the source uh, of our power has never changed ha you shall receive power after the holy spirit has come on you i don't care how many powerpoints you have i don't care how many good ideas you have i don't care how comfortable the seats in your, in your church are that's not the power the power lies within the holy spirit and that's uh, where the power is and he says now you uh, beloved building up yourselves in the in your in most the, holy faith by praying in the holy ghost and we uh, pray to maintain power we pray to stay God. built up we pray to stay ready. It doesn't matter how many PowerPoints we have. It doesn't matter how modern we become. It doesn't matter how cool we dress. At the end of yeah. the day, behind it all, the power is in the Holy Spirit. And the power is with prayer. It will never change. The power is in the word of God. The Bible says his word was with power. When we preach the word, we are powerful. And a leader who puts down his gun to go pick up a hairbrush, there's something wrong. I mean, that's not the source of our power. The source of our power is not PowerPoints. The source of our power is not PowerPoints. Look, the source of our power is the Holy Spirit. You Jesus. shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And I don't yeah. care if you're in a dusty room or you're in an air-conditioned auditorium. I don't care if you have guitars or all you've got is your voices. Jesus. If you don't give up your source of power, you're winning. My God. My God. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I hope I'm making sense. I really do. Listen, this is deep. And, and, and I want you guys to know that, listen, that the Holy Spirit is going to do it again. And he's mm. going to be able to stir up some ancient wells yes. in you. Whoever's watching this live right now, as I join with Bishop now, I pray yes. in the name of yes, Jesus Lord. that the Holy Ghost will even now begin to yes. stir up some ancient wells on the inside Holy of Spirit you. Flow. I mean, he will begin Holy to Spirit stretch flow. you in some serious oil because it's the anointing that brings the yoke and the And we pray right now that the Holy Spirit will begin to stir up ancient wells, ancient wells in the name of Jesus. And so, matter of God, we are talking about so many forms of you now mm. receiving the revelation of the prophet of God in your life. We're yes. talking about the difference between the flesh and the spirit. We're talking yes. about the difference between the man and the mantle. We're talking yes. between those two experiences. Now, can mm. you pinpoint the time that it became real to you? Like you said, okay, when I walk in, I know how do I'm how am I able, I guess, to navigate that switch? How am I able to know when I walk into the living room, this is prophet and this is daddy? How do I navigate through that? Because I feel as though a lot of people, especially dealing with high-level leaders or even dealing with their, their fathers or their mothers, they don't know when to recognize that switch. Please, I would indulge your wisdom. I'm going to say two things. First of all, I'm going to talk about myself. Yeah. The thing about me was I never received my dad as a pastor. It was uh, just my dad. Okay. So I when see. I went to university mm. and I started listening to him, I knew mm. two people. I knew the guy in my headphones. And then I knew the guy back home in Ghana. Wow. Two different guys. Yes. So when we met, both of us were confused most of the time because it was like, it, the coming together initially was like, really? And then um, the second thing I'll say is you don't have to have both. Mm. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Look. Jesus. You don't need to have both. Jesus mm. said, who's my mother? Who's my father? It's those who mm. do the will of God. I'll sacrifice my earthly relationship with my father in a heartbeat for a spiritual one. Uh, uh, I'd rather I'll be a spiritual again. son than to have a physical one. I'll sacrifice having the earthly inheritance to have, to have the spiritual inheritance. That my means God. everything. You don't need to have both. And, 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 and if you have the spiritual relationship, that's... that's that's the real relationship. Now, the thing about fathers is fathers have the power to destroy your life. The Bible mm. says, honor your father that it may be well with you and that you may yes. live long on the earth. And so yes. the best way to relate to the father is to just have a spiritual one. Mm. And, and, mm. and when you go down that way, you always honor your father. When you try to relate mm. to the flesh, it brings all sorts of complications. And that's what a lot of people have. Even people whose fathers are not, are not pastors. Your dad mm. is anointed for you. Your father, I, look, I tell you, the Bible doesn't say honor your good fathers. He doesn't say honor mm. your faithful fathers. He doesn't say honor <laughs> your responsible fathers. He doesn't say yes, honor sir. the fathers that, that, that pay your school fees. He says, yes, sir. honor your father. It may be well with you. And uh, people say, oh, what if my dad tells me to do something bad? I tell you what, the Bible says, obey your parents in the Lord. I'm a lawyer. That's a caveat. If it's not yes. in the Lord, don't obey it. But then when he goes on to honor, 
honor has no caveat. It just says honor your father that it may be well with you and that you may live long. So what I would say is value the spirit above the flesh. When I meet my ah. dad in his room, I've had some of the deepest times of impartation alone with my father in his room. When I meet my father at home, he's still my pastor. That's my prophet. I don't cross some lines. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have a fleshy relationship. I want, I want his hands laid on me. I want his spirit imparted. I want to hear his wisdom. I want to hear. I want to, I want to receive. I want to be blessed. I want something on him to come on me. And I prefer that spiritual relationship. And I prefer that spiritual impartation. And I think it's time that we as a generation start to value spiritual things. And we start to value the presence of God. And we start to value the mantle. And we start to value the things which we cannot see. And the Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that the things which we see are temporal. But the things which we can't see are eternal. And I tell you, that, that, that is spirituality is to let go of the flesh and to value only the things of the spirit and that's what jesus said i don't value my earthly relationship with my mother it's those who do the will of god it's those who do the will of god that are my parents and for me i prefer to have a, a spiritual father than an earthly one. Mm. having both is a blessing listen this these mysteries that you've been releasing are literally changing the perspective of so many people watching this live and it's the mystery of mentorship i think that even in spiritual parents and spiritual mm. let's 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 go into that arena because yeah. it still follows in line with leadership yes. and it still falls in line with mentorship yeah and i have you know i've i've I'm, you know ministered to a lot of people i talk to a lot of people around the world mm. uh, some people have a very very difficult time submitting and this concept of submission and honor to spiritual heads that they feel may be manipulative in their nature now yes. let's deal with this in the essence because i feel as though yes. there should be some still some limitations in terms yes. of a uh, spiritual father and their ability to you know yes. show you what to do uh although some people are completely submitted like i mean i my dad is upstairs right now um if he tells me to get up this time <laughs> i'm getting listen no I'm, i'll show I'm you i'll show submitted you son, you know do you have a bible uh, but let's do it <laughs> you know what i mean if he tells me listen i'm i am a submitted hmm. son uh, but I want us to kind of talk about this mm. relationship and dynamic between mm. mentor and mentee um, in leadership. Specifically, uh, in, on your last live, you were talking about the laying on of hands. Um, yes. You were talking about, and, and it was so powerful. I was, I was on my walkout. Oh, wow. I didn't know you were watching, man. Oh, I was still there. I was watching, and it was so <laughs> powerful, talking about the mm. laying on of hands and, mm. and, and that, that impartation that comes by way mm. of submission Yes, your sir. mentor or your spiritual yes, sir. let's first deal with the manipulation in spiritual yes. uh, relationships and then we'll come to that thank you I th I, i'm very glad you picked up that word in the spirit yes. spiritual relationships and, and that's yes. that is a big thing because not everybody is a father ah come on that's so not the first thing so first corinthians 4 verse 15 for though you have ten thousand instructors in christ and i'll tell you something you have one <laughs> this is a big, this is this is a big thing. Mm. We actually have ten thousand people who will instruct us in Christ. You have ten thousand yeah. people who are going to show you how to preach. You have ten thousand people who are going to show you how to live. You have ten thousand people yeah. who's going to show you how to give. You are going to have ten thousand people who show you how to have the right relationship, how to how to how to live as a Christian, how to stay out of debt, how to stay out of sin, how to fight demons. We have so many instructors. That? Bro, you may be an instructor to me, and I may be an instructor yeah. to you. Maybe God Definitely. brought us together to learn things from each other. And that's, that's the Definitely. position of an instructor. You have yes, 10,000 of them. And a lot of people mm. don't recognize when an instructor comes into their lives. And God ah. sends us instructors to, to teach us how to be Christians. Now, that's Jeez. number one. 10,000. Number two. You don't have many fathers. It puts a plural mm. there, which means you have a couple of fathers, but not many at all. So people mm. are saying, oh, this is my father. Now, now listen, there's also a father and my father. There's, there's two mm. different things. Because Abraham was a father of faith, but he's not uh, my father. And there are fathers on, in ministry. If you, if you mm. come into Canada, there are fathers. Mm. Doesn't mean he's my father. And when I That's meet right. them, I need to show them respect and, and all of that. But, but that doesn't mean I submit to them. I have my father. Then he gives the, the definition. He says, for in Christ Jesus, 
I have begotten you through the gospel. The father is the one who makes you to exist. That's totally different from an instructor. Bro, mm. you would not be a pastor. You would not be saved if it wasn't for your father. 100%. That's what makes him your spiritual father. You wouldn't exist on the scene. That's, That's what, right. And your, hey. your father has a spiritual father in, 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 in Mombasa. Your dad yeah. wouldn't be where he is and what he is without that father. That's different from a father. That's your That's... father. He says, you don't have many fathers. Now, that's about, that, that, group, that group exists. Now, in verse 16, he says, Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Which means there's only one person you're following. I need you mm. to understand. 10,000 fathers, 10,000 instructors, Men. sorry, a few fathers, and one and person who you're following, who's instructing you, who's telling you what to do, who you're passing your ministry after. You have one. And so, and so without wow. that, I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, for those of you who missed it. Yeah. And so you need to define all these spiritual relationships. You come to mm. church, and the guy who helps you come to church uh, brings you every week. He's not your father. Come on. <laughs> Talk about he's it. He's not your father, but he, just because he quotes a few verses and, and he helped you speak in tongues, <laughs> that doesn't mean he's your father, bro. I'm telling you, are you serious? I have a daughter. Just because somebody in the house takes her to school or someone takes her to get to, to buy food or someone buys her an ice cream, that doesn't mean that the, the fact that the person brought them even into my house doesn't mean I'm the mm. father. They're the father. No. I am the father because I made her to exist. Jesus. So there's, there's a lot of that. Like, like, I know you brought me to church, but the person who led me to Christ was the pastor of the church, and he's the father. And you don't have many of those. And the Bible tells us about many types of fathers. It talks about the father in Christ. It talks about yes. the father in ministry. It talks yes. about the father in, in the father in law. It talks about the earthly yes. father. I yes. mean, these are fathers that you know you have to respect in your life, but you don't have many of them. And then apart from that, those fathers aren't supposed to be um um forcing their ways. I have spiritual fathers who I mean I, they check on me, they pray over me. But, but the person I'm following or patterning my ministry after is my prophet. So there's That's right. all, all of the people in Campus Rush, all yeah. the people in Campus Rush. Now, listen to this. Yeah. This is good. Listen to this. You are a father. As young as you are, yeah. you are actually a father to those people because you cause them to exist through the gospel. By preaching the gospel, they have been born yes. again and now exist in the spirit. Now, listen to this. Yes. Yes. But it's, it's, it's ethically, it could, it could, forgive me, it could be ethically and biblically yeah. wrong. Yes. for them to refer to you as a father yes. now listen yes. i'm gonna explain mm -hmm. because i have a daughter who was born less than a year ago mm -hmm. i've been her dad for almost one year mm -hmm. she doesn't call me dad why <laughs> you have to learn how to eat how to crawl how to walk how to run for yourself before you learn how to say the word father so there That's are many right. of us who may be fathers but it's not yet time for people to call us father. They need to learn how That's to right. eat. They need to learn how to walk. They need to learn how to talk in Christ, how to live for Jesus. They need to establish themselves, and we will grow in the process as well. And then you'll hear right. us being referred to as fathers. Because sometimes That's that right. word is kind of thrown around a bit for young That's people, right. and it kind, it kind of messes us up. But it, it says right. very clearly here, be followers of me. Be followers of me. That's number one. Now, I'm going to pick up on the point where you spoke about abuse and how sometimes it can, it can go too far. Let's go. Now, now, um, now, now Jesus, said, Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself. Mm. This is what Jesus said. He was describing his relationship with the spiritual father. And he said, yes, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do, that's what he does. For whatsoever things he does, the son does likewise. Now look at that. I'm in John chapter 5 and verse 19. Now, for the father loves the son and shows him all the things that he himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. Now notice, these two verses actually tell us the role of a son and the role of a father. Now, the role of a son is to see, sorry, is to see what the father is doing and, and, and pattern your ministry after the father. That's right. That's but it's right. not the father's job to say, hey, I force you to, to follow me. I force you to do mm. it. No, the son has to see. 
Now, verse 20 talks about what the father does. The father is gracious and loving enough to open up his ministry, open up his secrets, open up his revelations, open up what God has used him to do and show the son whatever he wants to see. But it's up to the son to see and do. I don't know if I'm, you're with me. So my, my dad has never forced me to listen to him, never forced me to follow him. Never. That's my job. The son has to see the person he's supposed to follow, which is just one person, yeah. and decide to follow it. But what my dad has done for me is he's opened up and shown me. He's shown me the things that he's doing. And from that, I can learn what to do. So, so that's kind of where we draw the line. I, I hope, I hope, you know, I'm making sense. Listen, I don't know. You're blessing people right here. It's for the sons and daughters to see, to see, to see, mm. to see. And mm. so it's our perspective. It's the way that we mm. view these things. Yes. The way that yes. we, I listen, it, it this is blessing. This is blessing people. I can tell it's blessing people. It's blessing me. Uh, I know that there were so many relationships, specifically mentor, mentee, spiritual father, uh, spiritual children that go amiss and they become very toxic. Yep. Very, very toxic um, in the sense whereby it could, it could be the immaturity of the fathers that are yet to grow. Or yep. it can also be in the sons and their disobedience in following the ways that were set before them. So there's there's a few ways that can lead to a toxic relationship. But that's just it. Like I just want to go. go. I just want. I want to just touch on that verse again. Obey your Let's parents go. in the Lord. Yeah. Obey your parents in the Lord. If a spiritual father, a father asks you to do something that is not in line with what the Lord is telling you, or what is in Scripture then obedience goes to the side. Now listen, the fact that you're not going to obey does not mean you should dishonor. Uh, that's the point I'm making. It says honor your father. Yeah. And yeah. there is a way, there is a way to do what you believe God has called you to do and still honor the people that God has set over you. That's right. That's right. No, 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 that's a big thing, guys. I want you to note that. It's very, very, very crucial. Because I think I feel like a lot of people, uh, they, they disobey and they dishonor at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And if you are able to say humbly, mom, dad, thank you so much for your wisdom. However, I believe that this is the right way to go, but I still honor you in this decision. I'm bringing you on in this new journey. You see, there's a way and there's a communication. And I also believe that there's a language to honor. And I believe that there's a way that honor is communicated. And I believe that there's a way that you can be able to create these relationships that are sturdy and that will run the test of time as well. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I know I'm going to let you go. I love this as well. Up church in the morning. Uh, but but I'm, I'm learning. I'm growing. Um, I hope you guys are being blessed in the comments as well. I want to kind of just shift this this conversation just for the last few minutes as well. Yeah. It's a kind of active ministry now. Let's let's shift okay. this um, from you know your walk with God, the way that you okay. met God, the way that you begin to see your dad, this dynamic mm. and relationship between this mm. Elijah, Elisha, mm. this mentor, mentee, this coming into the revelation and knowledge of my mm. prophet, of the mm. spiritual relationship over the natural. Now to the point mm. whereby you're leading a church. Mm. You're a pastor, yes. you're in leadership, yes. you're married, you have a daughter, you're, you're living yes. your life, you're doing all these things. Let's talk about some practicalities specifically that can help young leaders that are out there. Um, you lead a ministry, we can give some specs as well, uh, but you were telling me you were on a live last time with uh, over 150 of your pastors and you have locations yeah. all over the world and you're leading this massive ministry. Now, my question to you is how do you handle the pressures of leading um, a, a very large ministry? Um, or ministry well, in general. The, 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 first, the first thing I'll say is um, I pattern from my dad. Um, okay. My job, my job is to kind of manage and lead just a couple hundred of churches. My dad's yeah. job. A couple hundred lead, of churches. Yeah, but my dad's job is to lead 3,000 churches on, in, in over 90 countries on every single right. continent of the earth with thousands of church buildings and so much, so many so many thousands of employed people and so many pastors and so again it's the son's job to see that i don't want to do something of myself i don't wanna, oh. i don't want to i don't want to come up with something i want to i want to see what what god has done and learn from that that's that's the first point i'll give um oh. the second thing i'll say is which is something i love to share um, the, the, I don't know if we have enough time, but the Bible says um, in, in the book of Acts, if we can go to the book of Acts, in Acts Let's chapter go. 12 and verse 24, it says, the word of God grew and mm. multiplied. Mm. Grew, mm. 
grew mm. and multiplied. Now, uh, this is important because of the two different words. The Bible says yeah. grow, um, which, which is the Greek word oxano, which means to grow like a, like a plant or, or an animal, or a baby or a human being, like to actually grow. And then multiply is the word plesino, which means a plethora, mm. a, a number of... Um, a number of um, 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 you know multiply go abroad increase yeah. which is different from growth they're two different ways yeah. now yeah now I want you to come with me and, and I'm sorry this is taking a while but this this is this is in, this is important no, let's uh, in, talk. Acts, in the book of Acts Acts chapter 6 uh, it says uh, people began to murmur in those days um, mm -hmm. because people's uh, widows were neglected in daily ministration this is something mm -hmm. it was quite a common scripture um, and then uh, the 12, verse 2, the, the 12 called the multitude and said, now this is the first church, and they said, we've left the word of God, and we're yeah. doing other things. Um, we've, we, we're doing other things. We're, 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 we're doing some charity. We're handing out food because of COVID-19. We're, we're trying to um, get some, some targets in place for this year. We're having a, a strategy meeting um, to see how we can, we can have a greater impact. We want to improve our social media presence. This so is we're good, doing all these God. things. We're doing all these things, but we've left the word. This is good. And then in verse 3, it says, Look ye out amongst you for seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, so that they can take care of this stuff. And let's ah, give ourselves, God. let's give ourselves hey! to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now, hmm, now the Bible says, th this is amazing. The people, Peter said, let we the pastors rise up. And let's give ourselves our, not just not just thirty minutes. Let's give our time, our hearts, our minds. Jesus. Let's concentrate on prayer and the ministry of the word. That's why I said uh, the, yeah. the, the source of power never changes. Now it says, and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, mm. a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Blah blah blah. Now verse six, and they said before the apostles, and they are prayed. Now I want you to see in verse seven. This is very important. Mm. The effect, the effect of giving themselves to prayer and studying yeah. the word. The Bible says, and the word of God increased. Now, that's why I took ah. you to Acts chapter, Acts chapter 12, because that word increased is not the word platino. It's the word oxano, which means the word the of God word. grew like, oh my goodness. The word of God was ah. a child, and then it grew. It. it became mature. It became deeper. And, and so much of our preaching is so light because we don't give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so as Jesus. leaders, we become light and empty. We have nothing to give. But when they gave themselves, the, the Bible says the word of God became more mature. It became taller. It became bigger. It became stronger. It became more powerful. Now, now, because a lot of people read that and think like there was more preaching. People went around. No, he's saying that the same sermons were deeper. The same interactions were more spiritual. Everything was brutal. Now, watch this. And the effect of a mature word is this. The number ah. of disciples multiplied. In, now, we're talking about the church attendance. Yes. You ask me how we manage a large ministry. Give yourself to prayer and the ministry of the word. And the number of disciples and the number of church members greatly increases when the word ah. is more mature. And then it says, Hallelujah. and then it says, I'm not done. It says a great company of the faith, of the priests were obedient to the faith. How do you control a lot of pastors and leaders? My brother, give yourself to prayer and the ministry of the Jeez. word and the pastors will obey. It says a great ah. company of the pastors became obedient. Jesus. That's the key. Listen. That's the key. I'm so blessed because Oof. society and modern Christianity would actually say the opposite. They would say, rather in actuality, give yourself to more strategy. Give yep. yourself to more planning. Give yourself yep. to more this, more that. But I ah. believe, listen, I, I, guys watching this, Pastor Josh and I have literally just been friends for weeks, just a few yep. weeks. But he's, yeah. he's, he's quickly becoming like my best friend in ministry because <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm serious because oh, there's not a lot of people that understand the concept that is yeah. to give yourself to prayer and to the word. What you're saying is, is my spirit mm. is leaping and the baby in me mm. is leaping mm. because mm. this mm. is stuff that our generation needs to understand. Mm. We have a generation of people that are very quick to saying, I want to explode. I want to blow. I want my ministry to be large. But they don't understand that it's in the ministry of literally praying and giving yourself to pray in the word. Man, I, got, I love this word. I love this Now, word. I'm so sorry. Can Let's I just go. give you this before we go? Let's go. Now, look at this. Let's go. Philemon, I'm in Philemon chapter 1 and verse 6. It says, 
that the communication, this is a famous verse, that the communication of your faith may become effectual. Now, now that word effectual is the word energies or powerful. It means powerful. Ah. It means effectual. It, it, it begins to work. So now, there's a lot of communication of faith. There's a lot of, oh, I believe God is going to do it. Oh, and that word communication is actually the word koinonia. So like, oh, I believe the, the koinonia of the Holy Spirit. I believe God is going to move. I believe, and we have a lot of that. I believe God is going to build his church. I believe God is going to break, free, break me from the chains of fornication. I believe God is going yeah. to spread us out and give us a lot of branches. Now, now this, is, this is, look, I tell you, this is one of my deepest secrets. I tell you, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you this. This is one of my deepest yes, secrets. Yes, sir, I'm taking notes, sir. But all of this communication is not effective. All of these mm. confessions are not effective. All of these yes, things sir. are not effective because, now look at this, it only becomes effective by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. And I need you to understand My this. God. Listen, a lot of our prayer as Christians is off. Mm. When Paul prayed, Paul said, that you be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you may know the things that God has for you, uh, uh, that you be filled. God, God always wants us to know. That, that's all. Because he says, mm. God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Peter said, he has yeah. given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So That's we already right. have it. Is it a mega church? It's already in you. Is it uh, you it's already in you? Is it provision? It's already it. everything you need That's is already it. in you. But the Bible That's says it. it's not effectual or it doesn't seem to work or it lies dormant until you acknowledge every good thing which is in you. Now, this word is one of the worst translations in the entire Bible because the word mm. acknowledging there is the Greek word epignosis. Teacher. And that word means that word means precise and correct knowledge. I'm going to bring this home. The reason Teacher. your confessions about church growth aren't working is because you don't have any precise and exact knowledge about church growth. You go mm. buy and pick up books from the, from the church growth generals. Pick up Dr. Cho's book, uh, More Than yes, Numbers. Pick up uh, Dr. Um, um, Oyedepo's book on, on exploits. Pick up my dad's book on mega church. Pick up, pick up people who are actually have large churches and actually get some precise scripture, some precise ah. principles, some precise revelations. And then those communications become... So that's the thing. When we study the word about something, that thing begins to work in our lives. And everyone who's ever walked in anointing, Pastor Benny will tell you, I had a revelation about the Holy Spirit. Pastor Mike Murdoch will tell you, I had a revelation about provision. And when you have epignosis, which is exact and precise... Look, I tell you, I was, just, I was just reading more than numbers. I was just reading more than numbers. Before I was reading, mm. before I was reading more than numbers, I was reading A Purpose Driven Church by Rick Warren. Then I read, yeah, my yeah, dad's books are my favorite. I, I, I read Church Growth is Possible. I read Mega Church. I'm, I'm reading on Oye Post Exploits and Ministry. And I'm some exact... If, if I was trying to break out of, of the chains of poverty, I'll try to find from Scripture exact, exact and precise. And I tell you, and if I'm talking to any pastors and ministers, this is why we don't see some things in our life. If you want to see the healing anointing in your life, you need to get some study on, on healing. It's called precise mm. and exact knowledge. And then that power mm. begins to work in you. The good things that are already in you come alive through precise uh. and exact knowledge. The Greek word epignosis. Mm. And I tell you, mm. people say, I struggle with sin. I tell you what you need to do is do a study on spiritual dangers. You need to do a study on fornication. You need to do a study on masturbation. And that the, the good things in you will break those chains. And all through uh, scripture, we see Paul always praying. When I heard you were saved, I prayed you'd be filled with the wisdom. Of, I, I, feel, I prayed you'd be filled with what God has already done for you. I pray you understand the scriptures. I pray you'd be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He says he has given us all things that pertain to life, which is car, house, wife, happiness, holiday, beach, Hats, shoes, phone, cars, everything. I've given it to you. Then I've given you all the things that pertain to godliness. That's anointing, fruitfulness, church growth, um, prayer life, uh, reading your Bible, everything through the knowledge of him. Oh, goodness. Mm. He mm. gives it through the knowledge. Through knowledge. Of him. Jesus. Through the knowledge of him. Jesus. And, and, and we need to get back to studying. And that's why they said, let's give ourselves because those apostles were studying on the prophets also you see peter coming out and peter used to refer to the old testament because he gave himself to studying and so mm. he found out about what god would do he found out the prophecies isaiah gave about the church that it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the lord's house will be established and he started to oh, study on those things and god started to birth a church we need you can't just read what are you looking for from god what faith are you communicating you need to make it effectual through the precise 
and exact knowledge of reading, studying scripture. I walked into the healing ministry because I tell you, I read every single sermon by Maria Woodworth Etta. I just finished mm. going through the complete collection of Smith Wigglesworth's books. I've read all of God's generals. I've read He Touched Me. I've read Good Morning Holy Spirit. I've read F.F. Bosworth on healing. I've read uh, uh, the, 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 I forgot the, the healing, the revival of healing. I've read Branham's book. I've read so much on healing to Beth, to him, and I'm still reading. And I'm still praying for the healing mantle to become even more established. And I've seen, I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen lumps disappear. I've straightened legs. I've pulled legs out because I studied to know and that's what the bible says study to show yourself approved which means which means the stamp on a minister is 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 the approval on the minister now what is the approved approval of the minister the bible says Let's jesus go. christ was approved by signs and wonders ah. so signs and wonders are the approval so what the scripture is actually saying is study for signs and wonders study for that yeah. approval study to see those yeah. great things in your life and that's that we have to go back to giving ourselves to prayer and the reading of the word. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm swimming now. And I love this. I find that, and, and we're just bringing this to an end, I, I find that a many leaders study to preach and they study mm. to teach, but they don't mm. study to edify themselves. Beautiful. And so it doesn't become something that is in them. It becomes, mm. doesn't even become something that is excess. It becomes Amazing. something that is, I chew and throw, I chew to teach. I read to teach, I preach to teach, but I don't preach, I don't read for myself. And so because it's not in you, I mean, I, my brothers know I've been doing this for like, I don't know how long. The first thing I do every morning, I put in my headphones, audio Bible. Audio mm. Bible, I will walk around my house, audio Bible. I will listen mm. to the same chapter four times, audio Bible. I will sit that I will read the audio Bible, take my Bible, okay, this is what it meant. I'll read the same scripture, five times six times seven, until it gets into my spirit and then that is now the truth that i walk out every day so if i read something in second corinthians i read something in first peter I, I begin to walk out that truth every day every day and to the point whereby now it's in the excess now it's in yes, the sir. overflow so now when my I cup church, overflows my cup, cup overflows, overflows. I, it literally overflows. And what happens is now the Holy Spirit can now take from what I've studied. Because what happens is when you study, it gets into this bowl that now the Holy yes, Spirit sir. can say, you've studied. Yeah. So now because you've studied yourself full, I will now begin to take from you and dish it out there. And so I, I'm praying for every leader watching, every preacher, yeah. um, you know, everybody watching this. Everybody has tips and things and tricks that they do uh, that allows them uh, to be able to find the success. You know, and and, it, and and it's not even just in success in ministry, but it's in success in knowing that you've walked out literally the plans and promises of God and that you've been in his will. And I think that is also something we won't even have time to discuss today, but that's something that's also important is that we are not doing ministry for fame. It's not ministry to succeed. It's ministry because we've been called. We are prisoners. We've been... Uh, we've been called to this ministry to the point whereby we're doing it so souls will be saved, chains will break, demons will flee, people, captives will be set free. And so, man of God, I, I, I am so full tonight. I am so full tonight on this word. And I'm going to be taking this word. I'm going to be watching this live. And I'm going to be literally uh, studying this. We have um, a minute or two minutes left on this. Uh, I would love you to just pour whatever is out on your spirit on the people watching this live right now if there is a word in your heart if there is a prayer you want to pray we have about a minute and 39 i would love you to just pour out of your spirit oh jesus thank you so much for the privilege of your word and, and the experience uh, with you jesus i sense the liberty and the freedom that comes with your presence yeah Where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty Yes, Lord. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you would help me and everyone watching to have an encounter with you. Jesus. I pray that we will become real. Wow. This really is the testimony we are hungry for, Lord, that we will be like Abraham. We will be friends yeah. with God. Yes. I just want to know you, Lord. I want to, I want to be close to you. And I want to do your will. And Lord, if our time is short and if 
the God of this world has blinded our eyes to how short this life is. I, I pray that your Holy Spirit would work in us uh, and yeah. cause us to walk according to your commands. I pray that your Holy Spirit would open our eyes to see how real you are and how, how much we must submit to you and follow you. And Lord, I pray for everyone watching and I pray for myself and I pray uh, that you would draw us to you. I pray that you would yes, draw us Lord. for an experience with you. I pray that your yes, Holy Lord. Spirit would, would tug on our hearts for no man can come to you except you draw them. Draw us yes. to pray. Draw us to wait on you. Cause sleepless nights. Cause us to toss and turn in bed because you speak to us in the vision of the night and because you draw our hearts to find you in a secret place. I yes, pray. Lord.